Hello and welcome to another episode of Reboot Higher Ed. I am here today with Josh Kornberg, or should I say Dr. Josh Kornberg. He's the Executive Director of Development at Ivy Tech Community College. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on today. Not a problem. Josh, give us a little bit of background on, on you. I will have uh, Josh's not full bio, but different little pieces. Uh, you know, he does a lot of volunteer work, it looks like. He's very involved in his community and has been for some time. I'd love to talk about some of your recent news. I know you all, you just recently just graduated, right, Josh? Is that yes, correct? Yes, yes. All right. I finished so, my uh, doctoral work, so happy to be done with that. Congratulations. Uh, Thank that you was very a, much. Definitely a long haul, so you put in a lot of time. Yeah, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't know what to do with myself at this point, so I'll figure it out, I'm sure. I'm sure that you will. So, and, uh, and you have been busy at uh, Ivy Tech is, is along with, you know, pursuing uh, your doctorate. But for the listeners who are not familiar with Ivy Tech uh, Community College, tell us a little bit about the, you know, Ivy Tech and your all's locations and just anything good that you would think that listeners would benefit from learning about sure. Ivy Tech. Absolutely. So we are the, uh, Ivy Tech is the statewide um, community College of the state of Indiana, and so us, and then there's only one other institution that offers uh, associate's degrees in the state, um, but we are the primary uh, community comp- uh, community college in the state. We're a comprehensive community college, so we do career and tech ed, but we also um, really focus on, on transfers as well, so we have partnerships with Spalding and IU Southeast and UofL and uh, just a whole host of different um, organizations here locally. But Ivy's Tech, uh, around the state, we have 19 different campuses, serve about 175,000 students across the state of Indiana. And then Ivy Tech Sellersburg, where I am at, um, we serve about 10,000 students here in our local area through our dual credit programs and then through our traditional uh, face-to-face and online programs as well. All right. So, you know, for the purpose of, of, of having Josh on today, too, is uh, just uh, some recent news that uh, has come out of Ivy Tech. And uh, Josh, I won't spoil that. Uh, tell us about some just a really just a recent uh, uh, partnership that you all have been uh, yeah, embarked absolutely. on. So um, one thing that I that comes out of my office specifically is is community partnerships. And so we've been really working hard over the last 12 months to really uh, ramp up some of our partnerships. And so we've launched a new promise program with the city of Jeffersonville. Um, but even more recent than that, we've launched a new partnership with the McDonald's in our area. And so in our, we have a 10 county uh, service area. There's about 120 McDonald's in our, in our area. And so we just embarked on a new um, partnership uh, with McDonald's to offer, um, offer uh, some tuition assistance and to offer some relief and, and to hopefully uh, really start to increase some of our enrollment numbers and, and reach our adult population who might have some college, but no, no uh, degree or credential. How did, how did you, start with McDonald's or how did that come about um, is my first question. And yeah. also just with partnerships, uh, I think it would be helpful too if you could add any kind of initial steps you all took because um, I know this is there's there's so many things going on right now in higher ed, so many changes. Uh, that's some college no degree student, the post-traditional student yep. is a focus of many community colleges and four-year institutions sure. and partnerships partnerships are going to be a part of that simply because many of these uh individuals future students are working so uh, i'd love to know uh you know almost uh you know i have to give away the farm on this and we don't only have a half hour show but what, <laughs> how, how did 
how did how did this start out or you know did this start as a genesis of somebody's idea or was there multiple people involved on the campus and then within the community so i'll tell you um so my role obviously i oversee our development department so i do a lot of fun fundraising in general and with that it's just a lot of very um organic conversations this one however is is probably more interesting than most actually our current chancellor, we just have our, our new um, campus executive. He's been in place for about 14, 15 months at this point. And uh, he actually, his first job was at McDonald's. And so through his um, high school and his undergrad, uh, during his undergrad, he came home over the summer and he worked at McDonald's. And so um, that was his first job. And so there is an individual, his name is Perry Krause. Uh, Perry um, was was our chancellor's first boss. And so uh, through just a very organic conversation uh, that our chancellor had my, with myself and Perry, uh, we just started talking about, is there a way that we could partner together? What might it look like? And the conversation did not start off as this type of partnership at first. We were actually just trying to get, we were trying to do something for our faculty and staff during our uh, welcome week and giving them some lunch or breakfast or something like that at a McDonald's close by. And so it was just a really interesting and very, I just want to say very low level conversation. But as it started, we learned a little bit more about what McDonald's has been doing as far as tuition reimbursement, some of the programs that they have, uh, their Archway to Opportunity program, um, some of their training programs. So, I mean, there's been a lot of very natural conversations that have happened, but it certainly did not start um, on the level of a a full-scale tuition reimbursement reimbursement program across the 120 stores. That We have grown into that conversation probably over the last four to five months or so, but it it started just because of a, a really natural conversation because of our chancellor's first, his first job. Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess that's how things tend to start in, in many universities. Uh, is it's it's a conversation that is about maybe something else, but when we start to think about it, it actually could benefit uh, not only the uh, employees of McDonald's, but of, you know, I'm sure there's enrollment um, objectives that you'd want to hit too when you're looking Absolutely. at that as an yeah. opportunity. And Josh, you're in advancement, so yep. it's another thing too. Is so you're telling me, Josh, <laughs> that there are different pieces of the university, if you work together actually towards <laughs> one goal, you know, that's not outside of fundraising, it's, you know, that you all are involved in actually moving the, the needle on the enrollment as well. Well, huh? you know, everyone said, I mean, I, I do a lot of fun development on my day to day, but I tell people more than anything. I mean, I am, I am the. I, I am the partnership person on our campus, so more than even direct fundraising, which I do major gift fundraising and annual giving and plan. I mean, I do all of that stuff as well, but I truly think at the core of what I do every day, I mean, it is all about partnerships and how can we leverage the relationships that we have and the and the people who want to be engaged with us? How do we leverage that to move the meter? Because for, for me and my metrics, I don't care whether money's coming in through um, student scholarships, student tuition, or um, private dollars. Like, to me, that doesn't matter. As long as the organization and the institution is moving itself forward, then it doesn't matter um, which stream of revenue it comes from. It's a, it, it is a stretch for people to, to get their heads around, and people often wonder why I'm even doing some of this stuff in the first place. But I mean, when you, when you step out and you look at it from a, from a more macro level, I mean, it really is the perfect place for, for someone in advancement to be because we hold so many of those key relationships already. Yes, and those, and those relationships um, with partnerships, it's, 
in in, in major gifts, um, you know, in looking at you know securing a gift, uh, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a long Correct. game, right? Yep. Well, Absolutely. I think something with partnerships that um, will continue to come up as more uh, those enrollment managers and key players of the universities look to develop them is if you're talking partnerships, you're talking about what, you know, how is this going to affect enrollment in the next five years? Yep. You know, not, um, not how are we going to change the game for fall 2020? Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's one of those, cause you know, I think that's something that you now have you seen, um, so like what's your, what's happened since this partnership, uh, you know, kind of, you know, launched, uh, what yeah. have you seen so far that's come, come so, away? So, well, I'll tell you that one, this, the McDonald's partnership might be a little too early to tell just yet, but I we can tell you what we've done. But the other partnership that I'll talk about that we have a little bit more data around is our promise partnership with Jeffersonville. But when it comes to the, this McDonald's partnership in particular, we have, um, allocated uh, a portion of one of our uh, full-time recruiters. She now has um, some time designated every week to uh, be the point of contact for this relationship. So at this point, I really am, am fairly hands-off in the process. It is okay. completely over in our enrollment services area. So as far as getting the partner up and standing, that's where, where, uh, where I was pretty um, integral. But after that, I mean, we've totally passed that over to enrollment services and, and they're rocking and rolling with it. So every week they're stopping at about 10 stores throughout the region. We have marketing and collateral that actually McDonald's paid for to put in all their stores with our logo and our brand on it. I mean, so they've been just been an incredible partner with us as well. And so uh, we we anticipate to see some some pretty good movement on that. We we put some metrics and some goals around it. Being our first time, we really don't know what the what the end game will be. But so, similar to what you said, I look at it from a ten year out. If I'm looking at when we create a partnership, is it going to be the right thing in ten years? If someone's looking back at at a decision that I'm making now, um, in ten years from now, what what will they be saying for better or for worse? And so that's typically the litmus test that I use. In 10 years, what are people going to be saying about this? Is that the biggest waste of time or is there really going to be some benefit? And so this McDonald's partnership, I think long game will end up being a really nice revenue stream for us on the on the college side. But on this Jeff Promise partnership that we launched uh, in October, that one's a little bit different. Um, so last year, so this promise, it, it affects one high school in southern Indiana. Um, it was a, a pretty substantial gift from um, from the local government who actually put their put some uh, dollars in on this um, program. And uh, last year, that high school, we had about 60 applicants come in. Uh, this year, we had about 130 applicants um, come in on on uh, as a potential student. Now we'll see what happens with the actual registration and your conversion from applicant to registration. However. What I will say is that we're starting to see some really steady growth and year to date, our numbers are up about um, 20, 20 registered students um, who are who are participating in this program over last year when we didn't have this program that existed. So I, I tend to believe that over the next five to 10 years, this program will really be something that that changes the course of, of that high school and of our community in general. Tell me the student, like, can you give me the just the general overview of the student that is taking advantage of that Promise Scholarship? Sure. 
so we being this is our first year, we kind of we looked at a lot of other promised scholarships that existed. So we obviously looked at Kalamazoo. We looked at what Louisville was doing. We looked at a couple major cities. Obviously we looked at Tennessee's promise. Their funding structure is very different than ours could be. Um, so what we were anticipating is we thought we would get um, the students who would typically not go to school. We weren't anticipating that we would cipher off uh, or siphon off any students from traditional four years as it, as it is. However, of that po of that graduating class, that total population, only about 50% of those students were college um, going students anyway. And so we were looking at that other 50%, and we were looking to, to, to hope that we could make some movement in that area. Um, obviously, there's some parameters in place, FAFSA eligible, so we, we came up to some issues with um, some of our um, DACA students and how we can work through some of those issues, but we're really trying to get creative about how we address some of these issues. Um, but that is our traditional, that's who we're seeing right now. We're not really seeing a lot of shift in um, the, the demographic of student who we would have traditionally seen. So most of our students, uh, we have a pretty large Pell eligible population at, at Ivy Tech, and that's no different for our Sellersburg campus. And so we are seeing some pretty strong Pell eligibility in this um, population of students who will be taking advantage of the Promise Scholarship. I think what it really comes down to is um, it's it's allowing students to know that there is a, a there's a net here to help you and so for many of these students they were Pell eligible anyway before and now knowing that there's another source of revenue that's there to help them I think it's making them more comfortable without getting into Pell eligibility although any of them who are Pell eligible are getting out much better than if they were just getting the Promise scholarship I mean there are just so many different variables that that affect um, how the money is being spent and, and where it all goes. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, I wanted to, to, and I think that promise scholarship, uh, that's, that's good news that that's the student that you're, you are attracting. And again, it's a long game with that too. I think more students will begin to take advantage of it. It doesn't. Agreed. Uh, the biggest point of sell, uh, or I guess the biggest marketing for, um, universities of our size, uh, you know, community colleges and four years sometimes that gets forgotten about is the student experience. Yep. The student experience and benefit and the, the discussions that happen at the end of the day or, hey, what's it like? Um, you know, you're going to Ivy Tech, Sellersburg and, you know, what you're able to take advantage of. I think, I think parents and the, uh, the, the students, um, parents, guardians, students, family of that student, uh, especially, you know, the post-traditional student that we talk about, the some college, yep. no degree students. The yep. degree completers, I mean, such an impact on that number. As we know, the number is large, but when we really break it down with those that have the ability to, to take part in that, it shrinks Absolutely. quite a bit. So, uh, you know, again, that's going to now let's change lines. If that goes back to the whole even relationship with McDonald's, I have a yep. qu question about that. When yeah. you, you know, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. When you, you, you didn't know that you're sitting down having a getting ready to have a conversation about something that would down the, a, a year later would actually turn into a partnership. Um, what, what did you know or didn't you know when you started um, that kind of changed um, along the way? Um, and maybe people that weren't involved in the conversation that you had to bring in um, to keep top of mind when looking at the, just your, your, your new relationship with McDonald's. Yeah. Um, so, what didn't I know at the beginning? One, I didn't know 
higher ed, we are not a fast-moving business, and um, the corporate world is, and so we had to really step up our speed just to be able to sustain the conversation because they don't need Ivy Tech. They just need a partner. We just happen to be the one that they've chosen for this partnership in particular, and so we had to really um, expedite some decision-making and some right. of our um, some of our um, just policies are we get in our own way sometimes, and I'm sure you know that also well, being in higher ed as well. So we have to really uh, just remove some of those initial barriers. Um, the other piece, the other group that I wasn't even thinking about when I first started these initial conversations was our marketing side. Um, this so much was a student success and enrollment um, focus for me. What I didn't consider at first um, was the incredible amount of marketing that would come along with this. And when I sit back and, and say it out loud, it makes me scratch my head and say, how did I not think about this? But it wasn't even something that crossed my mind. And so we were doing press conferences. And I mean, we were pulling these things together in a week. And, you know, sometimes we had great marketing support and sometimes we didn't. And that's not their fault. This was totally my fault for moving this thing so quickly because that's the pace we had to keep up with, but um, certainly not to my not to my advantage. So there were some things I definitely learned along the way with this partnership in particular um, that just if I could do it over again, I, I would certainly do it differently. Yeah, and that brings up a good point that I've seen. Um, I've looked at different universities, uh, just web front end, and really uh, that's the place that if you want to learn about a university you can go to their facebook they're you yep. know, go on their instagram where you le start learning about the so here's our partnerships um there's it, they market the partnership um they you know and also it's an, a place for the employees to go to um you know inquire to look at more information uh you know the, what what sometimes i think gets thought about is we, we want to increase enrollment and through partnerships maybe uh, the return on investment or, or the marketing overhead would de decrease. And because if you think about it, like we have a, we have, you know, a cohort of students coming in from said partnership, right? We, yep. we have these students coming in and we didn't have to do a whole bunch of advertising for them, right? Absolutely. Okay. That's what I think gets, that's the myth. Yep. But I think I, I what agree. you found is like, um, no, actually it's, it's marketing. This is a different type of marketing. It's more of a public yep. relations marketing which by no means is cheap. <laughs> so, um, so you would tend to, to, to kind of agree with that then? Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Because regardless of how many good intentions we have, if we don't have someone who is, is being very mindful about what message we're putting out and when we're doing it and, and how we're speaking to our partners, we are, we're totally missing the boat. And, and marketing the partnership outside of the partnership that's Agreed. another thing that you did you 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 have to you know and this was for this is the listener that you're working in enrollment services or your vice president of enrollment at your you know a community college and wherever if, yep. if if you're looking at overall investment and i think that's where you start looking at resources so what's our what's our strategic plan say and yep. hey is our development team out there making some money because <laughs> we're going to do we're going to need some extra resources. <laughs> and to trust me, I get this. hit up all the time. I, they know uh, where to come if they need money. So get Dr. Kornberg out there <laughs> fundraising. So again, that's that's like a long plan. So when you do engage, that you can provide the the 
proper amount of uh, support uh, to those students. Um, you want to continue to get them. Let me ask you another thing, Josh. Uh, besides yeah. marketing, what about on the tuition end? I know tuition adjustments are part of uh, partnerships. Um, something you all sat and talked about, knew about it at the beginning, and already had the proper people in the room to have those discussions, or how did that occur? <laughs> so I. So this is a really interesting conversation. Um, so Ivy Tech, we are actually the lowest where we're the most affordable option in our in our region as far as um, tuition goes. And so because of that, across the board, it's really difficult to make big budget adjustments. We have one um, uh, one way that we can do it, and that's not even through like one of our regular partnerships, but it's through our Chamber of Commerce. We can do a certain percent discount through our statewide chamber. And so, uh, with that, in order to to take advantage of the um, the tuition discount, it's it's through the statewide chamber. So when we started having these conversations, we still found that even without a tuition um, reduction, McDonald's uh, the the McDonald's uh, allocation that they are willing to put towards their students' education still covers almost the entire year's worth of of classes at a, at a full time rate. So um, we did not end up making a budget adjustment. However, we've done that before with other partnerships that we've that we've uh, that we've had. But you, you know, but you still had to go through the process to find absolutely. And that's the thing that's like, you know, there's different the corporate world. The tuition reimbursement exists, but the schedule of how that's paid out is greatly yep. going to impact when that's going to be paid. So, because if I'm a if I'm a, a post traditional student, here's what I'm going to think. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that because I'm going to have to front the money. I'm going to have to no, front the money. We are, yeah, well, we are doing a deferment process for them, so mm -hmm. um, they're doing it a little bit differently. But that, again, like you said, every partnership's a little different. And so with McDonald's, we have a program where we where we can defer till the end of the semester and or the end of the eight weeks, whatever it may be, and uh, and we can uh, make those and, adjustments accordingly. Well, then that ties back into the marketing. See exactly, and because if I'm a if I'm a prospective student, what I need to know, we we know what we know what some college no degree students want to know, right? How much does yep. it cost and how long does yep. it take, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, when it, how much it costs? Oh, my employer is going to do tuition reimbursement. Exactly. And you have now you have tuition deferment, and many universities do. Many yep. of them do, but you yep. have to ask for it, right? And, and, and exactly. I mean, that's all on your marketing. You've got to tell your employers and the students that 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 exists. So, and, that, and the reason I'm kind of going through that is just as we start stepping through this, and as listeners are even thinking about like how to do this on your when we start talking about marketing. What we really mean is what's the message and what's the process. And you can actually market a message and a process the same way you would market, hey, we've got this new program out of our school of business to the, you know, the high school senior. They're interested in the product and the navigation of how they would get there is sometimes going to be handled by parents or guidance counselors where you have the non-traditional, the post-traditional is like, uh, who do I talk to in HR <laughs> and yep. how do I pay for this? And What's tuition deferment? And by the way, what do you mean by I need to go see the bursar? Exactly. Like what is <laughs> so it's it's a different type of marketing. Uh, yep. but, uh, Josh, um, I, I would before uh, we let you go, and again, thank you for your time. Oh, um, any any parting words for uh, the listeners is uh, that those that are already kind of thinking about this, like wow, I really want to 
look into this. And then also um, I'll have Josh's uh, uh, some just contact information and his bio and the, the show notes. But uh, if anybody has any you know questions, uh, I'm sure Josh, you'd be cool with anybody reaching out Absolutely. to you. Absolutely, happy to happy to chat with anybody about different questions. You know, the one thing I will say, Paul, that I think is that is unique about these partnerships in general is um, oftentimes we have um, senior leaders or we have faculty or just a whole different range of stakeholders who have these um, varied ideas, but they're not sure how to move it forward. And so what my, my big push that I tell people is don't ever feel like there's an idea that you can't share with me because um, my, my typical answer is uh, there's a yes in everything. We just have to find it, and it may look a little different. So if you're willing to, to be innovative and think creative, we can always find a, a solution through a um, through a problem. Uh, we just have to at least know where we need to start looking. And so these type of partnerships don't exist without someone first saying, you know, what would it look like if we did this? Or I don't know how we will, but what could it look like if we tried whatever it may be, and bring that up to so someone, I mean, specifically, I say in, in your development office, or um, those are the people who can typically um, add resources where um, there are currently not a, a great deal of resources. So I, I love when folks bring me new ideas and, and new potential projects. I just think it makes such great sense. Well, and I would say uh, you're breaking barriers, too, because um, you are breaking the, the silos and showing that if we break the silos down at higher ed, add some entrepreneurial type thinking, yep. uh, because it exists somewhere in your campus and ex it could exist in your financial aid office and your bursar's yep. office anywhere, it, but you just have to engage. And I, I really like what you said. Uh, I'll say that the state of, the state of Indiana and higher education is, is lucky to have you, Josh. And uh, thank you to the, thank you for the value that you brought to the show and the listeners. We appreciate what you do. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you, Josh. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Reboot Higher Ed. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe uh, just so you're made aware of when a new episode does appear. And please, please uh, leave me a review. I love to get reviews and I have my contact information in the show notes as well. If you have any ideas for future shows, um, or even um, individuals that I should contact that should be on this show. So again, thanks for listening to another episode of Reboot Higher Ed, and have a great rest of your day.